What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on our news notes and happenings from around the world of sports. After a one-week hiatus, uh, apologies for missing last week's episode. Uh, I, myself, was extremely under the weather. Uh, I did put on social media or Facebook that we'd have a, uh, a, a trial episode. And for whatever reason... Uh, the hard drive I put that on would not convert properly, and I was way too out of it to figure it out. So they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. We're going to find out uh, <laughs> when we get our download numbers in. But apologies, it's not something we want to do regularly, but uh, I was just, I was gone. I was <laughs> pretty sick. So, uh, or not sick, just out of it, I should say. But uh, we're here now, and we have a good show planned for you. We have uh, more on Julio Jones uh, and Aaron Rodgers uh, trade rumors. Uh, surprise, surprise, coaches, much like Ben and myself to an extent, uh, skeptical on Tim Tebow's ability to come back to the NFL. Uh, NFL expecting stadiums to be at full capacity. Uh, and Joe Burrow look at, looking good in his recovery from his torn ACL. Uh, but first, uh, these two aren't necessarily intertwined, but uh, I, I do think it's kind of telling the kind of team players they are by the way they're handling it. Julio Jones uh, appears by all accounts to be done in Atlanta. He's been a stud, absolute star receiver since the day he came into the league. Uh, He's pretty much consistently on the injury report, but he usually plays. Uh, Very seldom do you see Julio Jones, you know, questionable for a game and, and have him not suit up. Uh, but it appears, you know, with the drafting of Calvin Ridley and the team, you know, you got to assume looking to get younger, looking to try to get cheaper. Uh, good luck with Matt Ryan still on the roster. Uh, that Julio's time in Atlanta is done. What do you What do you think? Where do you think he could end up? Uh, how do you think How do you think he's handled this and going about the trade? I think outside of the um, surprise phone call he got from Shannon Sharp, uh, I think he's handled it pretty well. Uh, I think once that kind of happened i don't know and you can go back and and watch the clip from undisputed but i don't know if he knew he was being um uh, recorded uh live to tape on the the tv show with shannon sharp and skip bayless but um after that that kind of because there was rumors coming out that either he wanted to be traded or they were shopping him and it was kind of first that he would they were shopping him and because of the money, because what's the future going to be. And now it seems pretty clear that, you know, he did request it, but there really wasn't much to the request early on. So I think now, um, I think he's handled it pretty well uh, outside of the one comment, but I think if I'm Julio and I mentioned this to my, uh, front office let's say January and I'm still in Atlanta and it's June almost the end of uh, end of May I still haven't been traded I could understand a frustration of you're talking to someone you have a, a relationship in Shannon Sharp with and you just out of instinct just say yeah I'm out of here man I'm like I can't blame him for it no and I think it's important too to kind of understand the context of it. Uh, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with what he said anyways. Uh, 
he wasn't bashing the team. He wasn't knocking the GM or the fans or teammates or anything of that nature. Uh, he very well could have been told by the team, hey, we're definitely trading you. We will find a team. It's right. a matter of who we can get the best offer from. So that very well could have just been a response to to that and being, I'm out of there. I'm not coming back. I know I'm not coming back. Uh, so I don't, I don't take any issue with that at all. Uh, Julio has everything I can remember. Always been a real upstanding teammate. Good dude. Um, I think he can see the writing on the wall, though. He's a smart guy. He's been in the league long enough. He knows Atlanta isn't necessarily primed to win now. I mean, they have some offensive weapons, but that all depends on which Matt Ryan shows up from game to game. And if that defense can be, I mean, pretty much about as resilient as a wet paper bag the last couple of years. So, well, he had a taste. Let's 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 put it this way: he had a taste of winning. He he is the reason why they were in in that game against New England. Oh, and, some of those catches, absolutely, yeah. And if it wasn't for him, the twenty-eight to three comeback would have happened quicker, and and it probably would have been a bigger lead, a bigger win by the Patriots that one. And in fact, I don't even know if they get to that point if Julio's not there. He he has a taste of winning. And now he's looking at Tampa Bay, who is a clear favorite for the Super Bowl, not to mention the division. Uh, you see the changes in Carolina. You see the changes in New Orleans. But I think he's also looking at the landscape in the NFC. Even if they make the wild card, are they going to – Get out of that round? Probably not. And to your point, which Matt Ryan is going to show up? And I think he's looking at that and saying, look, they they probably shot me before because of the amount of money. And Calvin Ridley, Justin Gage, now Kyle Pitts. It's like, do they need me anymore? And are they just trying to dangle me out there to get the best return on an investment? So I think it's prudent for him to just kind of force their hand a little bit on this and say, if you don't want me around and you're trying to save yourself money because they had to do a lot of cutting, a lot of, a lot of trimming around the edges to get to that salary cap. Because as you pointed out, Matt Ryan, the amount of money he is, He's getting paid is ridiculous. And then Julio Jones is right up there and it goes right down the list of, and there's a lot of defensive players that are high on that list. And what are they doing to help win the, win the, win games? Not a whole lot. No, not much at all. And, you know, it's, it's unclear at this point, whether it's the team that wanted to trade him first or whether Jones, you know, requested the trade. Uh, supposedly he requested a trade months ago and they agreed to shop him around. Uh, but they wanted a first-round pick for him, and they've tried doing a deal before the 2021 draft. Um, I mean, that's kind of a tough one to to try to trade anybody for that kind of capital before the draft, yeah. right before the draft. Uh, so I'm not really surprised something happened. Uh, I don't, I don't think a first-round pick for a guy of his caliber, of his toughness, of his, you know, the positivity he brings to a locker room. I don't think a first-round pick, even at this stage in his career, is too much. I, I think he's still worth it. Uh, I think especially if you're a team that, that plans on being competitive and has has done a, a, a good job in free agency and drafting and has a good team, 
and you think you could be in the back half of that first round next year, yeah. why the hell would you not trade for a Julio Jones right now? Even if you get two or three solid years out of him, that's two or three solid years of a guy who can change the way your receiving core is shaped. And that, to me, is well worth a first-round pick considering how many times first-round picks don't live up to the hype. And um, I think... So, I mean, uh, the, two te- the two teams that right, are, 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 are tied to him right now, well, there was a lot. It seems to be the only two that are mentioned as of the last couple of days are the New England Patriots and the Tennessee Titans. Titans should absolutely be competitive uh, next year. Patriots, all signs point to them being far better than they were last season. So, I mean, which team can use Julio more? Which team would he be the best fit for? Uh, what are you thinking? I think I think equally they both need him about the same because you look at the Tennessee Titans, they hinge everything on Derrick Henry. Everything is on Derrick Henry. Even A.J. Brown doing what he's doing, it still hinges on Derrick Henry being the workhorse. And if you bring in Julio Jones, you're now relieving those safeties to the back uh, to play zone, cover two. And you can't bring that extra box safety up to to support the run. And now that opens up Derrick Henry even more, then he really doesn't need it. But it limits what defenses can do against them. And I think the Patriots, well, just – we know very well the Patriots need more offensive weapons, especially at wide receiver. And I think it just it it, it does what it should do. It takes the it, it brings in a number one, and it pushes everyone down, and and slots them exactly where they should. Because right now New England doesn't have a number one, and it's disputable if they happen to have someone at the caliber to be a number two. Oh, I, I think that I, I disagree with that. I think they absolutely do. Um, but, you know, to your point, uh, he absolutely would fit with both teams. Uh, you know, and look, Ryan Tannehill is not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Tom Brady. But if he's throwing to A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, that opens up that offense a lot. And Julio Jones is a guy, like I said, extremely tough. You don't You don't see him you know, missing five, six, seven games a year for, for nagging injuries. He's on the field. Yeah, he might not practice every every day, uh, but he is – he's there uh, to play on game day, right. and, and he finds a way to get on the field and perform at a high level. Uh, so – and what he can teach your young receivers too. I mean, A.J. Brown is a beast. He is by far, I think, the best young receiver in the game. By young, I mean, you know, two, three, four years in the league. Um, I'm for me, it's hands down. It's him. I mean, that's not the best in the league. I feel that belongs to Devontae Adams, but he's on his way to giving those upper echelon guys a run for their money if he's not already at the door knocking. Uh, and with the Patriots, I, I agree they don't have a number one. Like I said, I think they do have. I think Nelson Aguilar is a solid number two. I know you remember his. I know you remember his time with the Eagles, and that sours you on him. I get that. Yeah, but he looked very good last year in a system that fit him much better in, in Vegas. I keep wanting to say Oakland, but Vegas. And I think with Kendrick Bourne, who, you know, I understand he's not exactly, you know, like Tyree Kill or Devontae Adams or Michael Thomas, 
but he's a young guy who's really fast, and he can definitely fill a role in that New England offense. Jacoby Myers uh, showed a lot of good things last year, had some big games. I see him like the only target for a good number of those games. Uh, and then you have Nikhil Harry, whatever he can do. I know they're saying it's going to be uh, uh, you know, Cam Newton's job to lose, but I think you know, I think you're going to see not necessarily Cam get benched, but you're going to see more of Mac Jones than people think they're going to see early on. I honestly believe that. Uh, Cam will still be the starter for the foreseeable future, but you're going to see some mixing going on there. Belichick's not just going to have this kid sit there and not do anything. So you're going to see some kind of exciting offensive packages. And the difference that Julio Jones would make for being that solid number one, and everybody else doesn't have to worry about being the guy. They can just do their thing. Because you single cover Julio, he's going to get 20 catches a game. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's it. So Plus you have the tight ends. Yeah, right exactly. Right. So I would, I would say here's two things on, on Julio. Uh, one, the question of who's going to throw to him and who he wants to throw to him could be two different uh, answers. We know he wants to have Cam throw to him because they're friends and uh, they've formed a bond over the years. But what would work better for Julio Jones to get accurate passes remains to be seen because if Cam has worked on getting back to his form, let's say week two, week three of last year, when we started seeing the offense run and perform and then he got COVID and uh, he stands by it that he got winded and, and he just couldn't get back on track because of, of getting COVID. So it'll be interesting to see if he can pick up where he left off around week two, week three of last year and adding on Julio Jones. Or is it Mac Jones going to blow right by him because he's being more accurate, because he's hitting his targets? And if they do acquire Julio Jones, does Julio kind of, when he starts seeing the, on the practice field, the targets and the accuracy between Mac Jones and, and Cam Newton, does he see, well, if I go with if, if Mac Jones is the quarterback, I'm not going to get those high or low passes that sometimes I like what Cam did early on, but we, we can all admit there were a couple passes where he'd hang someone out to dry or he'd just put the ball in the wrong spot. Or he'd miss him by five yards. Right. And <laughs> now it's unproductive because you're not hitting your targets. And it's not a knock on cam. It's just how he's been most of his career. He's had a lot of guys who have big target radius. The biggest one I can think of is Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. Success there because he had such a wide radius. Moose and uh, no, he wasn't around with Moose Muhammad. No, I think he might've caught had Steve Smith at the tail end of his Panther uh, run, but I just think, and, and Olsen, obviously, uh, Greg Olson, the big catch radius is to kind of cover for what could have been inaccuracy. And I just, 
I, if I were Julio Jones, and I know he likes the idea of playing with Cam Newton, you shouldn't hinge your decision or influence on getting traded to who your quarterback is is going to be because of how you how your relationship is with him. It should be, can they get me the ball? Can they get me the ball in a safe spot as best they can? And can I be effective? I think that would be his biggest concern. And it could be Cam, but it could also be Mac Jones, or it could be Ryan Tannehill. And I would say for my second point, and I'll just wrap this up real quick. For the first-round pick, if, if I'm – New England or Tennessee, I'm trying not to give up a first-round pick. Well, of course. Because I think you have to factor in uh, the injury history. I think that's probably why they couldn't get a deal done because teams were probably bucking at that. Plus, as we know, there was 11 teams on a list currently that could trade for him uh, cap-wise. They, those are, 11 teams can only trade for him because – He's made he's he's um, worth so much money right now, and I think that puts as we it was we brought up before leverage, that gives the other teams leverage, and ultimately it's up to Atlanta to decide what deal they want to make. And I think a first round I think you're right a first round pick would is merited. It also might be the difference between whether he goes to Tennessee or New England. Keep in mind, too, even though his money's fully guaranteed, you could see a situation where one of those two teams gives up a first-round pick, and then they decide uh, that you know they don't want to pay the whole thing. So, oh, we'll give you a first-round pick, but you know Atlanta's going to have to pick up ten million of it. Right. You know, uh, I'm sure that's not what Atlanta wants to do, but if they can save you know any money moving forward, uh, or it's ten million that they. they pays x amount for the first year or whatever i don't know they could do they could do a lot of different things to make it work these cap wizards in the nfl can turn a dime into a million dollars so i mean they're already screwed for this year Chris. so you might as well who atlanta yeah yeah you're already screwed cap wise this year you might as well if it's 10 let's say it's 10 